0: Welcome to Queer Christian Conversations, the podcast where we explore the intersection of queer identity and Christian faith. I'm your host, Coach Yema, and I'm here to guide you through this journey. As an LGBTQ affirming Christian coach, I know firsthand that navigating these two identities can be complex, especially when fear, shame, and doubt are involved. That's why on this podcast, I'll be sharing my own experiences, insights, and strategies to help you feel confident in your relationship with God. We'll cover a range of topics from how to reconcile your queer identity with your faith to practical tips for building a strong spiritual foundation. Together, we're going to dive deep into the issues that matter the most to you. So whether you are a Christian who is queer looking to connect with others who share your journey or someone who's curious about how these two identities can coexist, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's have some queer Christian conversations. Hello, hello, beloved. Welcome to another episode with me, Coach Yema. but you already heard all of that in the intro. So let's just jump into it because this conversation is going to be a little different because I'm going to tell you now, Um, a trigger warning in the sense of, you will be hearing um, an audio from our beloved uh, Jackie Hill Perry. And I'm going to be responding to this clip because what I want to really discuss is this idea that in order for us to be really good Christians, we need to suffer. And at the core of Jackie's message is this that in order to love God, you need to obey God in a way that is painful, that is harmful to you. Now she wouldn't use these words, right? It would be, I'm dying to my flesh, I'm denying myself because I'm wanting to be pure and right before God and God requires these things and I'm gonna do everything I can to be right before God. The core difference between Jackie's and my message that I share with you all is the opposite, which is God has not called you to suffer because God has already done whatever suffering was necessary already happened at the cross. And once you understand that that is where I'm coming from, it's easier for you to I don't wanna say compare our messages, but to have a discerning ear into what I'm discussing and what I'm communicating with you all and what these sorts of messages that we hear from the loudest voice right now in the community from Jackie Hill Perry, that there is fundamentally a theological difference. I'm coming from a grace perspective that we are already forgiven, that we've been made perfect before God, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that there is no more work left for you to do other than to believe that what Jesus did was enough and that it is done, it is finished, right? Compared to someone who's coming from more a Calvinistic point of view, which is where um, Jackie comes from, where there is pain necessary, there is um, a humbling of yourself, there is a stripping away of yourself to make sure that you are perfect before God. And so I'm going to go ahead and play this clip in its entirety so that you can hear and I'm going to respond to it. I'm going to try not to stop and interrupt um, her because I want you to hear the whole thing and I'm going to come back and talk to you about these types of messages. So here we go
1: is not come to Jesus so you can be straight because heterosexuality is not a fruit of the spirit. Self-control is. Right? The, the, The gospel is come to Jesus so you can be made right with God. And I think if we presented the gospel that way, we would see way more conversion because we have presented Jesus as the aim for our being. And we have presented a realistic view of the Christian faith, which is that God has called you to take up your cross and die, which means that it is possible and probable that these are temptations that you will have for the rest of your life. But guess what? Coming to Jesus means that you are not only set free from the penalty of your sin, but also the power of your sin. So it doesn't mean that you won't struggle. It, 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 it does not mean that you will not be tempted. It means now that you are empowered to flee from the thing that you were once a slave to. Amen, somebody.
0: Okay. So, what we really need to first speak about um, from this message, and I know depending on where you are in your journey in reconciling your faith and sexuality and making peace with uh, what you believe and who you are and rebuilding and reclaiming that relationship with God that this message can sound really convicting and feel really true, right? But I'm now, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna stop and respond and let you and bring you on the inside of my thought process in a way that is going to be helpful for you and before I jump into this, um, if you are someone who maybe uh, has been triggered by what I just shared, but you have really been doing the work and you're not really sure why these sorts of messages are still triggering and you're really trying to get back to a relationship with God and master um, this journey, go ahead to simple, confidentlyqueer.com and check out the Confidently Queer Experience because I have a program that's going to help you to really get to where I am where you're unbothered by these sorts of messages. So let's play it through again. Um, and I know this is kind of different, y'all. So let me know, slide into my DMs on Instagram and let me know if you enjoyed um, this uh, sort of um, a podcast, okay? All right, so let's go. The
1: gospel is not come to Jesus so you can be straight.
0: Okay, so the gospel is not, come to Jesus so you can be straight. She's right about that, right? And so one of the things that's really, really um, hard for us, I think, to do is when we're hearing messages like this, there's parts of it that's true, right? And so we start to have that internal battle of, well, part of this is true, so even the parts that I don't think are true, Maybe I'm the one that's wrong and I need to work on doing what the other parts that I think are lies or that are wrong. I need to now align myself to that because the other parts of it is true. It's absolutely true that the gospel isn't come to Jesus so you can be straight. That's not what Christ has called us to, right? We've been called into relationship with God. And now she goes to say this.
1: Because heterosexuality is not a fruit of the spirit, self-control.
0: Heterosexuality is not a fruit of the spirit. And marriage to a man as a woman or being in a heterosexual marriage is also not the fruit of the spirit. And she says the fruit of the spirit is self-control. This is where Jackie and the Calvinistic way of viewing the Bible, of viewing theology starts to come in. Because now they're taking the work of your salvation from god and put in that responsibility onto you this is where now we get into performance because if self-control is a fruit of the spirit then that means that's something i need to be working on right but in galatians 5 22 and 23 read the whole the whole uh chapter which yeah definitely read the whole chapter because it starts off very easily and says Christ has set you free just for the sake of you being free, okay? Now, if it's a fruit of the Spirit, right? In Galatians 5.22, it talks about the works of the flesh, the things that are of our unrenewed mind that we actually go out and force ourselves to do because it's not natural to us. These are not um, things that we would in a healthy, safe environment actually do, right? We wouldn't normally lie. We wouldn't want to normally kill other people. We wouldn't want to um, commit adultery. We want. We wouldn't want to engage in never-ending drunkenness if we were feeling whole, if we were feeling safe, and we were feeling loved. So it's a work to do these things, but it's in contrast to the fruit of the spirit. Fruits are naturally bearing in our lives. Fruit naturally bear on, on trees, right? And I've said this before, you don't walk by an apple tree and hear the apple straining, right? Oh, I gotta make an apple and then poop. here comes an apple, not at all. The DNA of the apple tree naturally, effortlessly produces the apple. So you being one with Christ, you being filled with the Spirit of God, you naturally produce self-control. You naturally produce peace. You naturally produce um, joy. And all of that is coming from the one fruit, which is love. So the fruits, not the fruits, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Everything else comes from that and so when you hear a message like this in the beginning you're feeling oh yeah of course you know god didn't call me to be straight and all of a sudden you can probably feel your, your your breathing starts to tighten up a little bit your your chest now your um your body starting to change because all of a sudden now i have to do something right but that's not what that scripture is saying so from the very beginning if you miss this you end up at the end of this message now needing to go write down a list of to-dos for you not to go and please God. When in Hebrews 11, 6, it says that it is faith that pleases God, right? And we can go into the faith without works. But if I have faith, I naturally, it's supposed to be effortless, okay? So let's continue here. Right. The, the, the
1: gospel is come to Jesus so you can be made right with God.
0: Exactly. So we come to Jesus to be made right with God. Okay. According to the Calvinistic way of looking at things. Okay. But if you were to take a step back from that, being made right with God could imply that we were wrong before. Okay. That's this penal substitutionary way of looking at atonement. Or you could look at it from the Christus Victor atonement theory and understand that that being made right with God is really a restoration of a relationship with God. That there was nothing wrong with you. You just forgot who you are. I don't wanna say who you were because you are still that, right? You forgot who you are that you are the image of God. And so Jesus came to reflect that to us so that we can look into the face of Jesus and see ourselves and be restored into relationship. So now if I'm thinking I've come to Jesus, right? To be made right with God. And if there's anything in my life that's not made right with God, again, I'm in performance and I have to work to finish the work (laughs) that Jesus did. And that is just not the gospel let's go
1: and i think if we presented the gospel that way we would see way more conversion
0: and that assumption right there seeing way more conversion is coming from the standpoint because she's really saying you can't be both gay and christian right because in this way of thinking a lot of gay people aren't christians because they have been told that coming to christ you're going to become straight and jackie's saying well don't tell people that tell them they're coming to jesus for jesus right which i agree with but in the context of what she's saying she's making a clear declaration that you cannot be both gay and christian which i'm evidence of that being a lie (laughs) because i am both okay so let's keep going
1: because we have presented jesus as the aim our being and we have presented a realistic view of the Christian faith which is that God has called you to take up your cross and die
0: false God has not called you to take up your cross and die Jesus made that statement in the if you want to think about um, let's just look at the Bible I don't want to say the chronology of the Bible, but just like look at the layout of the Bible, um, just very rudimentary. What you need to understand, what we all need to understand is that the Gospels are set in a time where it would still be considered the Old Testament because they were still under the law of Moses. And so the things that Jesus was saying to these Old Testament believers, even though we have it in the new in the part of the Bible that's the New Testament, they were still under the law. And Jesus said this to people while Jesus was still walking this earth, right? Jesus had not yet taken up the cross and died for all of us. That's one way of looking at this. There's a myriad of ways of looking at it, but the way to not look at it is what she's saying. That we must take up our cross and we've heard that before, right? Take up your cross daily and die. Well, if Jesus died for all and we have all been and read Romans if you're lost on this. It's an excellent um, explanation of the gospel. If we have all been in Christ and died with Christ, because that's the whole point of the whole baptism, right? We died, we go under with him, and we rise up with him. There's no longer a taking up of a cross because the cross has already happened. And so when the scripture says, I believe it's in Romans, somewhere between Romans, it's probably Romans 6, that talks about we now consider ourselves dead to sin as Christ now was dead to sin and we consider ourselves now risen with christ right our life is now in christ jesus so there's no longer a need for me to take up a cross and die unless i still believe that i am a sinner but i believe is it second corinthians 5 21 or first corinthians 5 21 i'm not a sinner I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus a major component of this type of theology is that they put the cart before the horse right and what I'm what I mean by that someone who has this way of thinking is gonna read a scripture that says if you love me obey my commandments and what they're gonna try to do is obey the commandments to prove that they love Jesus that's not how you read that scripture do you love me? That's the first part. Do you love me? Because then you obeying my commandments, which only were to and only is to love other people, it would be effortless for you because you would be filled with perfect love. And so it would be an effortless thing for you to love other people and obey my commandment. You doing all of the works is not proving anything right you can have faith that moves mountains you can speak prophecies from about thousand years from now or before whatever you want to speak you could heal all of the sick right first corinthians 13 you could do all of these things but if you have not love you have nothing and so what we miss is that we get in these types of messages we get lost in the working of the thing instead of the receiving of the spirit truth of the thing right i am first love i am first only love right and there's no more work for me to do because jesus did not fail john 16 in this world you're gonna have lots of trouble but be of good cheer beloved because i have overcome the world for you why did jesus come to destroy the works of the devil right which were all of these lies because the devil is the father of lies. These lies that we were not loved by God, that is the ultimate lie. And if you've been in church of any length of time, you probably have heard it when Jesus was in the in the wilderness, right, and the, the enemy came to tempt Jesus, and he would say, if you are the son of God, and drop the part that the Holy Spirit had just spoken to Jesus and says, that you are my beloved son. So the lie is always, come on Holy Spirit, <laughs> The lie is always for us to forget that we are loved. If I forget that I'm loved, I forget that I am a child of God and I get into these types of mentalities that Jackie Hill Perry finds herself in right now, which is now I become a servant of God. Is the difference between Peter and John right? Peter was doing the works of I'm going to prove and I'm going to be up there with you and they're not going to kill you and we about to do this thing wherever you go I'm going to be there, right? Versus the person who was actually there because they actually loved Jesus, the person who was actually present because they weren't trying to prove their love for God, okay? So let's continue.
1: Which means that it is possible and probable that these are temptations that you will have for the rest of your life. But guess what? Coming to Jesus means that you are not only set free from the penalty of your sin, but also the power of your sin. So it doesn't mean that you won't struggle.
0: Now, (laughs) we know the reason why our sis is struggling (laughs) is because, okay, it's not funny. It's kind of funny. The reason why these, struggles are present is because there's a denial of your true identity because I don't struggle to not kill people. That's not a struggle for me. I don't struggle to hurt other people. When I am experiencing and being aware and present with god's love for me all of the addictions that i used to struggle with yeah for sure when i didn't know i was loved yes i struggled right to put that bottle down to put that cigarette down yes i struggled but i can tell you now in the place that i'm in and it's happened in different seasons of my life of where knowing and being present and being consistent in bringing awareness to the fact that I am completely and perfectly loved by God, I don't struggle to not drink. I don't struggle to not have a... I don't struggle with any of those. I don't struggle with that. It's not a struggle for me because it's not who I am. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a murderer, right? I'm not an adulterer. Um, I'm not a thief. I don't struggle not to steal, right? Those struggles that she speaking of is a denial of your identity of your true identity like you were made this way on purpose by God and you are denying it and so yeah that will be a struggle i think was it um was it ezekiel said the word of god was like fire shut up in his bones and he had to go and speak because he was he was made a prophet and god called him to speak and so him not speaking was a struggle for him he struggled with that because he was denying his identity and the gift that God has had given him, right? And so yeah, when we deny who we are, who we've been we've been created by God to be, it is very much a struggle. But I don't struggle not to sin, right? I don't know about you, right? You may be in a different season of your life right now, but I can tell you this and give you this guarantee when you are aware and present with perfect unconditional love that God has for you, the struggle to stop any whatever addiction, whatever it may be going on in in your life right now, it dramatically. Because I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say perfectly goes away because I can't speak for everyone. I can say it's gone away for me. Like I don't, I don't wake up struggling with that. You know what I did wake up struggling with, with the um. Anxiety when I thought God was against me, yeah, I struggled with that. Mm-hmm. I struggled with depression when I thought God didn't love me for something that I had no control over, that um, God didn't love me and didn't want me around for loving other people, for being love. Make it make sense, right? So yes, those things would be a struggle because you're denying your identity, right? Jackie is in a battle with herself. It's not a battle with God. God's not fighting her, right? The war's over. There's nothing going on. God's not mad at her. Nothing. No one's forcing her to do anything. This is a battle between her and her theology, right? And what she's learned. And so let's see the end of it, if there's anything left here.
1: It, 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 it does not mean that you will not be tempted. It means now that you are empowered to flee from the thing that you were once a slave to. Amen, somebody?
0: I mean, you say amen somebody to anything, it sounds good, right? But being empowered to flee from your sin is really talking about someone who is still unrenewed in their mind, again, who does not know and has not caught that revelation that they are loved. Because the Bible does say flee from sexual immorality. But sexual immorality is talking about whoremongering, which is the word that they use, which is talking directly to men because the Bible wasn't really speaking to women. uh, But that's another day. Um, It was talking to men about going out and purchasing sex, right? And so you see a young lady, a sex worker on the street. um, It says, turn the other way, put your money in your pockets and run in the other direction versus... Now we can consider someone who is a gentleman and who, and I'm thinking about a pretty lady. What is it, a pretty woman? Side, that's a side note. Um, but someone who is fully aware of who they are as someone who is beloved by God and who sees other human beings. Because it's really hard to know that you're loved by God and not see that in other people. It's very, very difficult. And so when you know that you're loved and you're walking down the street and you're seeing this woman in this predicament, right? Whether it's, if it seems like it's not by her will or whatever, right? You're not, your first instinct isn't to go and give her money so that you can use her body for your pleasure. That's just not, that's not a fruit of love, right? Um, Being kind, being gentle, being good to that person, um, sharing your peace and your joy with that person would be part of your fruit that you would bear in that situation. And that's not work. That's not anything I have to do, right? The work is finished. And so um, let me know if that was helpful for you. I thought that would be a really good um, conversation to have and just to, you know, dig into these messaging that uh, sis Jackie has roaming on the internet right now and also if you've listened to the end of this kudos to you I want to let you know if you're listening um in May my birthday is the 13th of May and I'm running a sale um for all Confidently Queer experiences the course and the coaching program when you go to confidentlyqueer.com you'll see it but the code is um, it's birthday 38 because it's a 38% sale on all of the programs. And so this is, I don't run sales in my business. And so this is the only day, well, I run a sale for um, for Pride Month, but it's not at this amount. So 38% off of all of the experiences. So if you've been waiting or needing to hop in here, uh, this is the time to do so so that we can get this work going. I'm so, so excited. If you decide to join the program and begin this work, I cannot wait to work with you and to see your transformation. I love you all so, 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 so much. If you're not already following me, go ahead and follow me on TikTok at Coachiema, on Instagram at Coachiema, and where else can you find me? You can slide into my DMs if you wanna reach out to me directly. It is me in the DMs. I will answer in a timely manner. And until next time, um, thank you so much for joining me. You enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.